Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen episode three hundred and eighty-four. Uh, it's a natural number. It says following 383 and preceding 385. Mm. It's almost like Wikipedia can count or something. <laughs> and it's even a composative positive integer. So they, there you have it, Luke. Oh, that's great. I'm glad for it. Uh, hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Mm. It's also the sim, uh, sum of two twin prime pairs. Two twin tw prime pairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 191 plus 193. Oh, I see. Two prime numbers added together? I, that's yes. like a pretty random thing for them to have in the Wikipedia <laughs> article. But, I mean, maybe that's special for, for numbers, that there's an always two prime numbers you can add together. But uh, here, here's, here's the kicker. Uh... Being a low multiple power uh, uh, of power of two to three hundred and eighty-four, a course often in the field of computing, for example, uh, the digest length for secure hash function, SHA three hundred and eighty-four. The screen resolution Virtual Boy is three hundred and eighty-four. Virtual Boy. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, Virtual Boy is three hundred and eighty-four uh, times uh, two hundred and twenty-four. MP3 audio layer 1 encoding is 384 uh, kilobits per hour. And in 3G phones, VAN implementations of CDMA is up to 384 kilobits per second. So you're saying we're in the matrix, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we never looked upon the Wikipedia article for the number of the podcast we're doing, mm -hmm. but I do it, do now now know it, it's and I, the reason is because it's boring as shite. That's well, the Virtual Boy thing I think was interesting. I don't think that's something to brag yeah. about as a number. You should probably take that if. You, if I was that number and I had lawyers and I was a physical being, I'd be like, can we get that off of my Wikipedia page? That's really embarrassing, that whole virtual boy fiasco. Did you ever try it? I had a neighbor that had one, yeah. It was oh, awful. Wow. I, I, I just remember a tank game. There was like a tank game you could play, it, and it was just yeah. wireframe, like... Uh, everything was just wire red lines. There was no yeah, like texture or anything. Was red, yeah. red and black. Yeah, there was no. There really yeah. wasn't like a white scale at all. It was like everything was black and then color. Yeah, it was awful. It was a and in it really was impossible to play. That was the other hard. The other thing about mm. it, right? Mm. The controller was like attached to the headset, so you're like trying to like, and it had to sit on top of a table just at the right height. Yeah, it was. It was a piece of garbage. 
It's kind of interesting that it came out in 1995. That's actually later than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be late 80s or something. Mm, no, that 90s, sounds about uh, like I. Th I don't think the regular Game Boy came out till late 80s, right? So, Virtual Boy came w way after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was dis discontinued after a year. <laughs> it was a piece of garbage, I'm serious. Like, it was a really big money grab, I'm sure. I think VR was, like, really big in, uh, like, cinema at the time. There were movies that were, yeah. like, like Lawnmower Man. When did that come out? Lawnmower Man probably came out in the early 90s and stuff, and so... Yeah, something like that. There was a lot of, like, uh, hype around, like, the idea of virtual reality... Obviously, if you look, if you ever used a Virtual Boy, it wasn't at that level yet of what people saw in the movies. So when they got it, they were like, "Wow, this thing's a piece of garbage." Do you want to guess how many units there were sold of it? Oh, it's got to be in the millions, right? So what, four million maybe? No, that's that. Uh, this is the reason why it was the skill and continued seven hundred and seventy thousand. Wow, I'm yeah. lucky to have actually played with one as a child, I guess. That is not a lot. <laughs> Especially when we're talking Nintendo, because this was really on the high day. Of, well, maybe of, it was of, only of, like a US release and it did, was it like a worldwide thing, but I, I gotta imagine it, was, it wasn't just a US thing, right? I, I have no clue. Uh, I don't remember that it was released in in Norway, for example. I have I have just seen video uh, of it and uh, uh, things like that, and how it looks like the display was how terrible the display was mm -hmm. and things like that. But uh, uh, one of the the games that I remember maybe uh, was like talked about a lot was. Mario Tetris, tennis. Mario tennis. Boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like was always my least favorite game for Game Boy. I had Mario tennis. Yes. It was, it was just wasn't fun. I don't really understand the rules of tennis. That also probably could have been a problem as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still don't understand the rules of tennis? Not really. No, I've never gotten no. into tennis enough to understand the rules. Is the thing. Uh, welcome to me in the Super Bowl. Uh, well, I kind of understand the rules, I guess. You've got a we'll talk about basic idea of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little later. But let's talk about the infest infestation of Jesus Christ. How many flying objects could we shoot down in uh, how many days? Jesus Christ, what is going on? The U.S. Uh, j jets shot down four fl flying objects in the last eight days. We talked about one last week with the Chinese balloon, right? Mm -hmm. Three others yep. in the last week since we talked about that. All of these three others, though, are unidentified flying objects. Uh, the U.S. military... And that is just the U.S. Uh, right. Um... China shut, shut down two or one? I don't think they shot it down. They threatened to shoot it down. And now, oh. like, what I'm seeing, f some reports from people is that uh, 
China maybe was lying about that because there's no evidence that that it, it ever existed, right? So that's a little up in right. the air. Um, and uh, at, there was one over Canada. Did we talk about that last week? No. Like I said, no. uh, we just talked about the one in the U.S. with the Chinese spy balloon. Right. Um, but the U.S. military shot down objects over Lake Huron on Sunday. This is the third such event in three days, the fourth in little more than a week. Biden ordered the downing of the UFO, which the U.S. described as octagonal, with strings hanging off of it. The object was flying at a low altitude of about 20,000 feet when it was shot down by an F-16 fighter jet. And a Sidewinder missile, that's the same thing they used uh, on the other, on the balloon, which mm -hmm. I, uh, there was a lot of people saying, oh, how could you miss, which they missed the first balloon, they missed, right, and then they missed also the late, the first shot of the Lake Huron. What I'm understand is Sidewinder missiles specifically target heat signatures to, like, that's how they... Yeah. And so if yeah. the thing doesn't have, like, a propulsion system... <laughs> heat. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. then uh, it's not going to work right. So they... Right. I mean, why did you choose that weapon to use uh, in the first place if... I guess they were assuming it was going to have some type of heat signature, but um, that's interesting, especially for a, these UFOs. It means it doesn't have any kind of propulsion system that... Mm -hmm. is heat-based, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was thinking, what what is the thing that you use in balloons? Helium. Maybe it's just helium. I don't think helium would last as long as these, th these things. M maybe. I don't know, though. Um, it's just... It's just interesting that we don't have any... Like, the balloon that was downed last week the next day like hours later they had the wreckage of it we have pictures of them pulling it out of the ocean onto a boat and stuff mm -hmm. with these ones we don't have any we still don't have any evidence or you know physical evidence of these things even the one in lake huron which is like I would think would be easier to act to get to than it falling in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. uh, may, yeah, maybe the one and over Alaska the, could be difficult. Yeah, uh, one uh, it was one over Alaska, and then it was one over Canada. It's just so fucking weird. Uh, right. Uh, so let's go to this video. Uh, that's right below it. Yep. There's a press conference uh, at the White House talking about uh, the incidents, I guess. Uh, this is the press secretary. So go ahead and give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In uh, three, two, one, play. Well, I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent Whew. takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these mm -hmm. recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm just, you know, I loved E.T., the movie, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Um, 
With that, I with gotta, seriousness, I know there's a lot of questions about uh, the I gotta uh, think she's younger. John Kirby is here well, with us today, and he's going to have a, a topper. All right, we can stop there. The top about she looks freaking young. Right, I was going to say E.T., like, I'm surprised she's even Let's seen see. it, right? Catherine Jean Paris. How old is Catherine Jean Paris? Well, while you she look that up. very, very young. Uh... Yeah, they, they're, they're saying it Holy is... Holy shit, she's older than me. Okay. She's born in 1974. Hmm. She's just very, very young looking. She looks very, very young. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. then she totally could have seen uh, E.T. E when yeah. she was younger. Uh, yes. So yeah, they're saying they're not aliens, or they have no evidence that they're aliens, uh, or extraterrestrials, as she said, that she likes E.T. Mm -hmm. But they are calling them UFOs, unidentified flying objects, which I also think is weird, because as we've covered in the past, didn't they change the classification to UAP? Yes. So why are UAP. they keep calling them UFOs? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like they went away from... Uh, that because they un understood <laughs> or, that it didn't work. <laughs> or does UFO or the, is UFO something that's earthbound and then UAP is something that's not earthbound? You see what I'm saying? Ah, that could be. Right. Another thing that, that I've heard is that just recently, um, mm. pretty pretty recently within the last few months, NORAD, like the agency that monitors the skies over America, right? Mm -hmm. They change the parameters of their equipment to find smaller objects um, where mm. they used to just specifically look for objects the size of, say, like a school bus. Now they're, the their equipment, uh, it narrows down more onto smaller objects such as, like, the size of a car. And so there's lots of speculation that the reason we're seeing a lot of these sightings is just because they made the equipment more sensitive, and so now they're able to actually see these things uh, where they weren't able to before, which I think that's mm. more than likely uh, a huge reason we're seeing a lot of this all at once, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably the reason why we're seeing everything now all at once is because... The balloons were probably set out the same day. That's well, my thinking. These are the ones that are up north. The Lake Huron, the Canada, and the Alaska one are have no similarities to the original one in size, shape, uh, anything. They're according to reports. It's, really? It, yeah. No. Like I said, the one was octagonal shaped. Mm. And had strings hanging off of it with no payload. Uh, some people are speculating, okay, maybe they were testing out all different shapes and types and figuring out what's the yeah, best one. Be. Uh, yeah. But it... it um, then, it, it, then the question comes back to why haven't we been able... If that was the case and they're all similar, but that's j just mm -hmm. different shapes, how... Why were we able to recover the first one so easily, and these ones? We, oh my gosh, it's so difficult to to find it, right? So, hmm. 
I also yeah. still think yeah. that uh, fighter jets is a little bit of overkill for balloons. Oh, for a balloon, yeah. Especially when think. it's just like you see it on a radar and then they go and shoot it down. They don't actually know if like it's manned or not at that point. Like, are you killing yeah. a, a foreign citizen <laughs> that's going in a, like flying around in a balloon? Do you even know if you're doing that or not? Yeah, so. Oh, maybe it was... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Phileas von... Phileas von Gogh? What Was that the man that... That uh, was around the world in 50 days? I don't know. I don't remember his name. I think it was Phileas von Gogh. For okay. Sure. But uh, anyway, sorry? I said sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but you're not the only one that... Uh, is a word about this uh, spy or weather balloons or anything. Uh, Romania also scrambles fighter jacks after detecting suspicious weather balloon. It says a suspicious aerial object like a weather balloon has been spotted flying in Romanian airspace. The country's air force scrambled two MiG Lance R jets to the area uh, in southeast 10 minutes. After its surveillance system detected the object, the plane stayed in the vicinity for 30 minutes before returning to base. After not uh, getting a visual or radar confirmation of the target, the ministry did say the balloon was flying at 11,000 meters. It comes at heightened tensions between the U.S. and China over the Chinese spy balloon. The U.S. says mm -hmm. uh, it's recovered objects from the sensor, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. So this is a... The, I guess the interesting part is, like, when I said, like, our our NORAD system, we had, like, tightened that up, and that's why we're seeing it over the U.S. Well, if the... Let's say the Chinese one was true, then we also have the balloon that China said was theirs over uh, South America, and now we're seeing a Romanian one as well. Right. Um... Is China, is China just putting balloons all over the place, or is uh, there other things going I'm bit, on? I'm a bit jealous. Why, why why, have we not gotten any balloons there? Is it too cold? Well, there was one in Alaska, so... <laughs> right? Yeah. Why haven't Norway gotten a balloon? Huh? The lack of Norwegianness in this story is... Uh... I did see this morning me. that China uh, said they're going to retaliate for us downing their the first balloon. I also saw. I'm sure they will. This morning <laughs> that Canada is sending people to the the, the actual Canadian downed object that they've uh, sent, you know, ground troops. I guess you would call them. They sent people out to actually find it. Uh, so maybe we'll get more information on what these things were or whatever next week. And m more information maybe on this, because the U.S. military recovers key sensors from the Chinese balloon. U.S. military said on Monday it recovered critical electronics from the spy balloon down by a U.S. fighter jet, including key sensors presumably used for intelligence gathering. Crews have been able to recover significant debris from the site, including all proprietary sensors and electronic pieces identified as well as a large section of the structure u.s military northern command said in a statement they shot it with a missile 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how and... much of these electronics could possibly be left over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if it was hit by a missile, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, uh, I also... T- <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. It's 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 kind of it's hard it's hard it's hard for me to believe that there is anything in this that uh, because I I I just don't believe it's a Chinese spy balloon. I just don't believe it. Well, China said it's theirs. It says here China uh, the Chinese spy the Chinese balloon which Beijing Beijing denies was a government spy vessel, spent a week flying over the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also led to the U.S. scouring the skies for other objects not captured by radar, leading to the unprecedented three shootdowns in the next three days between Friday and Saturday. The U.S. military and Biden administration acknowledged that much of the most recent unmanned objects remain unknown, including how they stay aloft, who built them, whether they may... Uh, and whether they may be collected, collecting intelligence. So... Mm. These three new ones could be completely unrelated to the Chinese balloon at all. Like, like I said. Uh, hey, look. Uh, do you have an alibi for all of September last week? Uh, yeah. Every single day? No, no I yeah. don't think so. Probably, maybe. If I, I'd have to mm. do some like hardcore research of where I was and what I was, what was happening. Why? Because no, because uh, it seems like uh, maybe yeah, America was uh, the one that was behind the Nord Stream sabotage. And I, you're the only American I know, other than well, three, four others. I was gonna say I'm not the only American you know, but <laughs> the White House has flatly rejected when. Uh... Wednesday, a new report by a veteran investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch, that the U.S. was behind the sabotage of Nord Stream gas pipelines last year. In a self-published report, Hirsch wrote that the U.S. that U.S. Navy divers helped by Norway, fro, so mm-hmm. maybe it was mm-hmm. both of us that were involved, had planted explosives on the pipelines running under the Baltic Sea between Russia and Germany last June and detonated them three months later. The White House National Security spokesman, Ah. Adriana Watson, describes her report as complete fiction. The Central Intelligence Agency spokesperson echoed the White House denial, calling it completely and utterly false. Asked about Hirsch's claims that Oslo supported the operation, the Norwegian foreign ministry said these claims are false. So, just getting that out of the way. Uh... So it's actually July we need to have uh, alibi for. <laughs> right, it says here, Hirsch said the decision to bomb the pipelines, which uh, were shut down but contained residual gas, was made by Joe Biden to cut off Moscow's ability to earn billions of dollars from natural, na- natural gas sales. The U.S. also believed pipelines gave Russia political leverage over Germany and Western Europe that could be used to weaken their commitment to giving Ukraine weapons, which makes sense. Two weeks mm-hmm. uh, before, on February twenty, before the fe- February twenty fourth invasion, Hirsch noted that Biden himself said publicly that the U.S. would not allow the Nord Stream two pipeline to be opened if Russia attacked Ukraine. Hirsch led alleged c- citing a single unnamed source 
So that's where he's getting this information. A single unnamed source. The idea came up first in December 2021, Fro. So all the way back mm. then in a disastrous... Uh, oh, in discussions among Biden's national security advisors of how to respond to Russia's expected invasion, the CIA developed a plan under cover of NATO exercises in June of 2022. Navy divers, with help from Norway, like I said planted the explosions on the pipeline that could be de detonated remotely in speculation after the pipelines erupted on September 26 several countries were said to have motives including Russia Germany Ukraine Poland Britain and the United States um, I find it a little bit funny that uh, the week after uh, this uh, thing happened i made a joke and i said it's probably norway <laughs> that's a joke right and then i was like i'm not I, I think that was the thing that i was like well i'm not actually joking because that's actual possibility right uh, i i was like even if it's not the government if it's like some oil, you know oil baron who just wants to which yeah which that's just it in yeah. theory norway B did benefit from this like we said oh yeah and so for them to be involved uh this is all speculation like i said but seymour hirsch is a a well uh traveled respected. well respected yeah. journalist this is not yeah. just some uh blogger or whatever which yeah. is the way the the u.s is trying to portray it as he's just some crazy blogger who doesn't know like He's not. He doesn't work for the New York Times, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. Obviously, the big tie-up here is that it's coming from an unknown, unnamed source, so we don't have any mm -hmm. way to like corroborate anything that he's saying here. So, mm -hmm. but if you read the, the, you know, if you read it, it's so detailed that it is. Yeah. Um. It seems. Uh. He. To come up with it, it's quite a uh, story uh, to spin if it is fake, right? Absolutely, and uh, and it's kind of that. Yeah, I I <laughs> I'm beginning to think, what did I do in July? <laughs> it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you for no, sure. No. But uh, uh, at least I can understand it's in July because the waters would be. More, uh, not that's cold, right? And it said in the article that uh, they were there was a NATO exercise that was happening already at the time, mm -hmm. um, and that is where they used that NATO exercise as like cover to send divers down uh, without people knowing, and then like it said, it was like detonated three months later so that you wouldn't suspect oh it was it, it was put there months ago right which makes sense i guess mm -hmm. hey uh why would you go to amsterdam if it wasn't for cannabis and sex i don't know it's probably pretty pretty there it's probably there's probably some nice hiking trails or something i don't know it's very flat. You can you can bicycle a lot. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe also see the um, Hoch Museum. 
because that's what it's called and not Van Gogh. Uh, well, at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. You could do that. It might be boring, but... Uh, <laughs> you don't like paintings, Luke? I don't mind, like... Like, I'm somebody, if I go into a gallery, I'll, like... It would take me, like, ten minutes to go through the whole thing, because I'm like, yep, seen mm-hmm. it. All right, got it. Yep. Got yep. it. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Completely the same. Uh, Other than that, I I like I like art. So. Yeah, it's nice. It's just some people will stand there for like twenty minutes staring at the same painting, and I think that's just kind of silly. Oh yeah. Yeah, Uh, that is kind of silly. But maybe that's our our brains are broken by MTV and the internet but i mean if if i smoked a little of uh, the cannabis and went into this uh, museum maybe the paintings would be more interesting for me it probably so, would to be honest yeah and you might stand for a longer <laughs> or shorter but it would be hard for you to tell because time dilation but it will soon be illegal to smoke cannabis on the streets in amsterdam uh, specifically in the red light district under new regulations unveiled by the city. The law comes mm-hmm. into effect in mid-May, aimed to improve livability for the residents who have long complained about disruptive tourists. Sex yeah, worker, I understand why. I have a feeling that alcohol is probably a bigger problem with disruptive tourists yeah, than weed, though. Than cannab- cannabis. Yeah. Right. Sex workers will also have their venues closed at 3 a.m. Local media reported that almost all counselors supported taking action to reduce nuisance to residents. City Council mm-hmm. also announced Thursday that restaurants and bars would be would have to close at 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday with no new visitors uh, would be allowed in the old city district after 1 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting old, so this is like, <laughs> I would be at sleep. That's 3, 1, and 12 a.m., so there's that. <laughs> well, this is for, like, you know, uh, college kids who are backpacking across yeah, yeah. Europe and things like I that, which I, I don't know yeah. how much of that is happening nowadays, but it's probably some people are still doing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I first it's read a- this, I was kind of like... Because uh, it says Amsterdam bans cameras in red light district. I was like... You just add completely because that seems horrible for right. the tourism, yeah, but it's no. just like on the street. Like, you can't, like, you could still go into a coffee shop and smoke, right? Right, right. but uh, here it says it also says currently, the sale of alcohol from shops like horse stores and cafes in the red light district is illegal from Thursday to Sunday after f- 4 p.m. Now, the council will ask vendors to completely remove alcohol from their shop fronts during that time. Mm. Or hide it from view. So, what is? How is that going to change anything? I mean, you're you could you're not going to sell it anyways. So, hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it does say it's illegal to consume alcohol in most public spaces in Amsterdam. I think that's pretty common right. for every most countries. But like Except I said, Denmark for for some fucking reason. If you're like gonna have somebody outside your house right outside on the street and they're screaming right. and acting up and uh singing really loudly and being crazy are they 
smoking weed or are they drinking alcohol? It's almost like guaranteed to be alcohol 99.999% of the time. I have never uh, been on weed and had the very strong need to go to a karaoke bar, to say it that way. <laughs> I have been drunk and on a in a karaoke bar, so sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you were like on a diet and you were walking down the street and there was like <laughs> dudes like eating a pile of Twinkies and you're like, oh, this is so. <laughs> I, I'm trying to live here. I'm trying to live my life here. Yeah. Extremely a nuisance. Right, he's such a nuisance. I'm trying to keep, stay to my diet. There's people with ho hos and Snickers oh, bars and all over this place. Look I'm at all so the angry. Everybody's got a bag of Doritos. <laughs> why, why is people eating so much in Amsterdam? I wonder why. Yeah, now I can see why. That's. <coughs> oh gosh. Uh. Campaigners stage a night carnival to call for the release of Julian Assange. What kind of carnival is a night carnival? When that happens at night, I assume. Uh, campaigners mm -hmm. are st have staged a night carnival in London to call for the release of Julian Assange. Around 2,000 supporters um, met, at the, people. met at Lincoln Inn Fields in Holborn. Before marching past the Parliament Square at 6 p.m., the procession was led by an enormous gold-painted effigy of the Lady Justice, with campaigners carrying lanterns and police cards, uh, and a carnival drum group following them on the march. Assange has been held in Belmarsh Prison since 2019. He is for, currently fighting against extradition. Yeah, the, this article doesn't really have the pictures, but the they're giant... Um, Lady Liberty was pretty ma like massive. It, like they had it on oh, I saw, sticks yeah, yeah, and I stuff. It. it was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, it just looked like a big like they just went out there and had a big giant party. Is basically what happened. Mm. They're like, we're gonna have this huge dance party uh, to support Julian Assange. I guess that's one way to do it, right? Instead of having it be like all somber and like kind of yeah, right. Make it into a sign and dance. I mean. There's nobody that is crazy enough to not like musicals, so do to, to that. I don't think yeah. this is a musical necessarily. <laughs> I think it was more like Carnival. <laughs> From the looks of it, everybody was dressed up like it was Carnival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, TV show that was, uh, by the way, uh, cancelled all way, way, way too soon. Uh, hey, have you ever tasted this McCrispy that we'll talk about? It's a British thing, so I don't think that... Uh, at least it's not in America right now. Okay, it just looks because, like a yeah, chicken sandwich, though. Like, it doesn't look... It looks exactly like it. So I've had a McDonald's chicken sandwich before. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it says that it has 100% uh, chicken breast fillet. Uh, and it's a new favorite here to stay. Well, uh, maybe you shouldn't have ads for this right by a crematorium. What do you think about this? McDonald's says it will remove a McCrispy ad opposite a crematorium. Uh, this has been called tasteless. You see, see what they did there? 
Des Teslas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. McDonald's said mm -hmm. an advertisement for its McCrispy Burger on a bus shelter opposite a crematorium in Truro in England will be removed. Uh, this was first reported by Cornwall Live. The fast food chain has drawn attention from locals because it was across the road from a facility <laughs> and right next to the sign for it. We were unaware of the road signs uh, vicinity of this bus stop. <laughs> However, in light of concerns raised by Cornwall Live, we have asked the advertisement to be removed, McDonald's said, to Insider. It's not clear how long it, it had been on display or when it will be removed. Uh, one right. woman whose mother-in-law had been cremated at the site said she found it tasteless. Oh, that's where they got that. Okay. Uh, the burger? She went and ate the burger? Why, why did she... <laughs> So yeah, and we have a picture here, and it's like a bus shelter, normal bus shelter <laughs> ad, like you see those all over the place, but l literally right in front of it is the sign literally. for the literally. crematorium, and then it says McCrispy. <laughs> it's like kind of... <laughs> it's also just terrible advertising for McDonald's, like... <laughs> Because it makes you think the burger has, like, people in it, you know? <laughs> Human burger. Come to McDonald's. Yeah. It's actually just people who are, like, big weenies. They're not... They're just big chickens. It's not actually chicken. It's just people who are really... Who are really timid. <laughs> But also very stupid, but very funny. Oh gosh! Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think they should have taken it down. Uh, they me. say all are all press is good press, I guess. So whatever. Right. Oh gosh. Uh, talking about uh, things that's weird. Uh, did you see the campaign video to this new uh, Republican? Oh, Nikki Haley announced Nikki her run Haley, for yeah. president yesterday. She's like yeah. Trump's former Secretary UN... of Defense or something? I don't know. No, UN. Oh, okay. Ambassador yeah. to the UN. All right. Mm -hmm. And and she is also being uh, a former senator. I think. Governor, it says, for South governor. Carolina. Yes, governor. She was a big Trump, in the Trump cabinet and everything, so she's going to be going against Trump now. So <coughs> we have in yeah. the Republican field already, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Trump, and then I think there's one other guy who's like just some random dude. Yeah, it was the, the guy that, uh, John Bolton. Oh, was right. That? Uh... Yeah, maybe. I think it was John Bolton. Uh, do you think they have the solutions to getting rid of uh, Trump? Um, getting rid of Trump. I, I mean, we, I don't know what that means necessarily, but uh, not allowing Trump to move on, maybe. If we get mm -hmm. an, if there is enough of them, I still think it's probably no matter what, either going to be Trump or DeSantis, right? So yes. And uh, I don't want. I would rather here. I'm going to say it now. I would rather have Trump than the Santos. So, perfect. 
But uh, look, uh, solutions. We all have them, but uh, we don't care about it, uh, according to Tron. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. It's an election cycle this year, and a lot of people are frustrated. Every year, people are more and more frustrated. I don't know how to tell this, but a lot of election is about the same. It goes between the left and the right, and nobody solves the problems. And can we solve the problems together? We don't, because people have fucking egos and prestige and so on. The funny thing is that the solution doesn't always connect with the reality of the world. Old people talk about independence and we have to lock our country for foreigners and we have to buy our own products, but we don't do the things we want a politician to do. So everything is really bullshit from both parts, politicians and ourselves, really. We have the opportunity to solve most problems in the world, but that means no sacrifice and nobody is willing to do the sacrifice. A lot of big business that we need tax cuts to invest, invest, invest. People have to work more and more and more. No, they don't really. There are enough money for the most rich people in the world to do what should be done. They are possible to solve the climate change crisis. There are possibilities to stop poverty. It takes will, and it takes will, and it takes will. And the world has nothing of it. We're watching it burn while we fucking shoot each other, stuck ourselves up with weapons, believe that VTO is trying to drug us with vaccines to destroy the world, blah, 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 blah. Jesus is coming, Muhammad is coming. All the fucking religions are fucking praying to nothing. We are fucking doomed, but we are doomed because we want to be doomed. I don't know why. Maybe that's just how it is. Maybe this mankind is born to die this way. Maybe this is a monument. Maybe this is historical sources. People will find us one day and say, fuck, those people are really suicidal. We could have done a lot years ago. Sometimes when people vote, they don't vote very smart. They vote what they sh wish to be the reality. And when they vote for that party who promised everything, and the reality doesn't fit, they blame others, the media, the people, the left, the right, God, Satan, sin, homosexuals, transgender people, everyone. They always never go in themselves and say what they can do, what they should be doing, and admit errors, because that language doesn't exist anymore. We are fucking doomed on the way we're going now. I saw Star Trek yesterday, and it was like a positive message, like when mankind stands on the edge of something, it becomes something good is gonna happen. Well, there's something truth about that, but how long must it go? We didn't learn anything from the First World War, so we started a new one. Two, three, a lot of bloody revolution about people who were thrown over because the people were so sick and tired. The French Revolution, three times. Well, and we can also call what happened in Germany a revolution. Spain, Russia, and so fucking going on and on and on and on. They're gonna be blood. And they're gonna be a lot more blood. 
There's gonna be more wars, more hunger, and more fuck-ups before people learn. But how many millions of people do we have to die? How many, how much pain we have to feel to do what we already know is right to do? I don't know, but it seems like a lot more. I think maybe half of the world population has to die to maybe understand something. That is a lot, but I think that's where we are fucking heading. Because we have everything and we're doing nothing, but we could and we don't give a shit. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. That uh, was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. TV? TV. Okay, I'm going to start with something I am 100% sure that you didn't see. Okay. Uh, one, because it's Australian, and two, because it was... Well, let's go into it. Not that good. Uh, it was called Big Miracles. Can you guess what a show called Big Miracles is all about, Luke? I'm going to go ahead and say God. <laughs> that is also what I thought. So it's uh, people that are trying to get uh, children. Trying to have children. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've seen two episodes of this and I'm fucking out. Uh, uh, I don't want kids. I made it very clear that I never want kids. I don't think people uh, otherwise should have kids. Uh, so seeing a documentary about having children felt a little wedge. So, I will give it a three, I guess. Okay. I saw yeah. MLW Underground, which stands for Major League Wrestling. Uh, this is an independent wrestling organization that's been around for years. Like, as long as I can remember, it's run out of, at least this was filmed out of Arizona, it seemed like. Uh, because mm -hmm. at the bottom of the thing it said all, all commercials are uh, go back to Arizona law or something like that, right? So seemed like it was filmed in Arizona, but it's very independent. It's got a lot of the people from the promotion that I worked for back in the day. Uh, one of their main guys is Hammerstone, if you remember him from I do the Wrestling Federation. Actually, multiple of the Wrestling Federations I worked for. Uh, yes. It had a few uh, people you would know, like Taya Valkyrie was in there. Oh. Um, you know, just some uh, interesting characters. I'm trying to think of what the main guy... He was in WWE, and then he got fired. I think he was, like, sexually harassed somebody or something like that. Uh, oh, the small guy? The small guy who talks a, a lot. Yes. And then he had... The, um. Enzo, yes. Enzo Amore. Enzo, uh, Enzo Amore. He's called something totally different now, but he's like the main, I would say he's the, you know, main event, one of the main event guys, um, just because, you know, he was in WWE and stuff. It's, it, mm -hmm. it does, some of the storyline stuff is decent writing. There's like a secret faction of people that we don't know who they are yet. There's some different title tournament stuff going on. They, they have a mini division, which is pretty interesting. So, yeah. Uh, overall, it, production value is pretty low. I'd probably give it a, I don't know, a 4.5. Cool. 
I saw a Channel 5 uh, documentary called Dinosaur with Stephen Fry. Uh, it is kind of uh, any other Jurassic-like documentary that you have seen. If you saw the one with... Uh, 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 Boaty Mac, Boat Face, uh, uh, on it, uh, <laughs> because I don't remember <laughs> the real name. <laughs> His name was Boaty Mac, Boat Face. Okay. Because that's what, 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 what was his real name. Uh, but anyway, uh, but the production value in this is terrible. The, the dinosaurs l look terrible, and I like Stephen Fry. He's funny, but uh, I I wish this was better made. Uh, uh, it's not boring at all, but it's just like I if you're trying to betray uh, dinosaurs on screen, it's been done better, even from TV quality, like BBC did some years ago with Boaty McBoatface. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Attenborough, Attenborough was, yeah, uh, not Steve, but, uh, yeah, the other Attenborough. Uh, I will give this a uh, three, yeah, a three. Okay, was Stephen Fry funny in this, or was he being serious in this? Yes, both. Both, okay. I saw, let's see, a Hulu documentary TV show, Stolen Youth... Uh, inside the call yeah. at Sarah Lawrence. This was a mm -hmm. three-parter, right? Yes. Uh, Hour-long episodes each. It was pretty easy to get through, though. I mean, the concept is just that there is a call, a group of college kids. Uh, one of their dads gets out of jail and moves in with them, supposedly temporarily, and then everything kind of goes haywire, and it the group turns into a cult accidentally, kind of, right? Yeah, it, it felt very apropos. <laughs> it, it felt like uh, this guy, uh, these people were really looking for guidance, and when they, when they met Larry, they were like, oh, okay, here we have someone that can guide us. It, at times, you want to be like, you want to say, to, like, how could you Because you hear they have all these tapes of him that he recorded of mm -hmm. him talking to these kids. Some of the things he was saying, I was like, if somebody said that, like, generic bullshit that he was saying to them, like, mm. you you just need to be uh, look inside yourself, look deeper inside. Like, that's the most. <laughs> and they're seeing that as, like, this is amazing so wisdom. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a little crazy to see how, you know, people can be so easily manipulated, especially when they're mm -hmm. at such a vulnerable, like, stage of development, you know, that they can be taken advantage of like that. I thought it, I wanted to see them go a little more into, like, the... They said, like, n none of the stuff that he said about being in the military was fake, except that he did have all these high-up friends... So, like, was some of it real? That's what I am still mm. wondering at the end of it. But, mm. yeah, I thought it was really well put together. What did you think, uh, like, production value-wise? Yeah. I, 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 I have never heard about this, so 
when I uh, looked upon this, I was like, okay, I know nothing about this. Uh, so I went in going with pretty like neutral eyes and I, yeah, I liked it. Uh, it, uh, it wasn't the best thing I saw this week, but it was uh, my second place. It was just really engaging. Like you wanted, yeah. they did a good cliffhanger at the end of each one that made you want to see the next one. Uh, it came, this also the interesting part about it was when you see these kind of cult things, I always feel like they're either from the seventies or the eighties or the sixties, mm. even going that far back. And this is from 2010, a story, you know, that is so much more, uh, applicable mm. to like this yeah. day and age, you know, when there's actually cell phones and things like that, that these people weren't using to call their parents and things. Yeah. Uh, scores. What do you think? Uh, I will give it to 7.5. I was going to give it a 7. Yeah, I was pretty standard documentary yeah. format, but the content's super interesting, and a lot of found footage, and that's what makes it the most interesting part about it. Uh, something that wasn't my, my favorite thing of the week also uh, was My Dad the Bounty Hunter on Netflix. Did you see this? Yep, cartoon, cartoon, cartoon show. Very action comedy about uh, the toughest bounty hunter in the galaxy and his kids. It was very cheaply done, obviously. Very cheaply done. The animation is That's like dime store animation. Terrible. Yeah. It's it, they showed the mom in the very beginning in the first episode because yeah. after yeah. that you don't really see the mom at least not in the episodes I saw. Mm. Seemed like they didn't completely render her, so she's like all shiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> compared to the rest of the animation around yeah. her. Yeah. But they were like, well, yeah. we're not going to use that character for like 99% of the episode, so why? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. I, I, I put down what a shit animated show this was. I mean, uh, the, the talent behind it is, is okay. Uh, the actors is is okay, but the storyline is very generic, uh, and like looks at it's one of the worst animated shows I've seen in quite a while on the animated side of things. So I gave this a three. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a three point five. I think the story has its like interesting parts as far as. They didn't know he was, like, an intergalactic bounty hunter until mm -hmm. they, like, uh, hide in the trunk of his car and end up on a spaceship. That part of it is, you know, I, I can see as a kid being like, oh, that's so such a cool idea. But, mm -hmm. yeah, 3.5. Uh, let's see, what was this on? Tubi, I think. Uh, Kitchen Commando. Uh, yeah, I... I didn't know Tubi made original shows, but apparently Kitchen Commando is a Tubi original show. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, did you see this? I, know, no. I remember mentioning it to you. This is about yes. an army sergeant. It's, it's just like Kitchen Nightmares, except instead of having Gordon Ramsay, it's this guy named Andre Rush, who is like this jacked, like... Uh, steroided out guy he clearly is on steroids like hardcore uh he's just massively jacked uh and apparently he was a chef in the army and so he goes into restaurants and you know does the 
kitchen nightmare thing. After after that, him being like an army person who's just like insanely like he, the guy. I guarantee you can't scratch his own butt. Um, <laughs> after that, it's just kitchen nightmares. And so, if you like kitchen nightmares, you might like this. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Kitchen Nightmares, so I'm going to give this a uh, three point five. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's talk about the best thing I saw this week. Uh, it's called The Gold. Uh, it is uh, a true story about how. Six armed men broke into uh, uh, this depot and stole gold that was worth like 26 uh, million pounds in 1983. And it started very like an armed robbery and it was one of the biggest uh, events in like uh, British criminal history and it's not big because of the scale of the theft uh, theft that was the biggest in the world history but also for its legacy like now Uh, very good acting Uh, people that you would know like uh, Dominic Cooper is in this look I don't don't know that name well you would know him if If I saw him yeah yeah yeah, uh, Tom Cullen, uh, also you would know if you saw him. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really, really recommend this. Very, very fun. Very, very interesting. I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I will actually give this a 9 out of 10. It is that good. All right. Uh a reality show from Freeform came out. It's called... Oh, no. You saw this. Love <laughs> Trip Paris. Paris! Yay! It's another reality show where four... It, well, this one specifically is four American women uh, who are unlucky in love, and then they... Mm-hmm. So, they can't find anybody in all of America, apparently, so they went to Paris... <laughs> To find um, French people, because there's one woman who is a lesbian, there's one transgender woman who's also bi, so she's both looking yep. for men and women, and then there's the two straight women. So it's a that part of it's interesting in the sense that oh, yeah. you're seeing a lot of different types of dating, where a lot of dating shows it's just like straight or just gay, or you know what I mean? That part's right. really interesting. There's a weird fetishization of French people in this, <laughs> though. That is so. It is so fucking weird. It's just underlyingly creepy. <laughs> it's so weird. Like they're just people. It's like everybody, everybody yeah. with a French accent is treated like sexual objects in this show. I wrote this down. I wrote, uh, uh, you get horny by French accent is the point of the show. <laughs> the one, uh, one woman oh. just openly says she is like, just very into French culture. She's a, uh, <laughs> you know, she's like a Weibo, but for French uh. people, basically. Um, and it's, 
it's just a. It's just underlyingly, there's a weird creepiness about, like, the way they fetishize <laughs> French people as though they're not, like, regular, everyday people. That they're yes, not, like, yes. like there's something special about them that they're, like, above and beyond <laughs> regular humans or something because they live in a specific country. It's just strange. There's, like, a... It's... You know what? I, I don't know how to describe you know it other the, than that. Do you know what the Frank... Uh, it's a Francophile show. Francophile, okay. Yes, yes, that is actually a thing. I yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, there is like the whole thing, and they even talk a lot about it. And this is like the idea of like the the city, the city of love, uh, and like the uh, you know the uh, all the images you see in movies and TV that show you that this is what Paris is Mm. like. It's where people fall in love and stuff like that. So I get that that's like what they're playing into, but it's strangely, like, uh, it's just creepy in a weird way. I don't know how to describe it other than that, yeah. Uh, it's... But do you know what? I think, like, in all seriousness, I don't think this is as bad as some other dating shows. Uh, I gave it three and a half. I gave it a three, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a three, but... The, I mean, the interesting part is that they're all, like, living in this apartment building, and then each mm-hmm. apartment has a different person for them to kind of date in it. That part's kind of interesting, I guess. Other than that, it's just another one of these dating shows that there is no actual winning. Like, there, like right. the only winning is that you might end up in a relationship with somebody, right? There's no, like, prize at the end for, like, the right. person who does the best dating. Right. Well, for that, we have another show uh, coming to Netflix. Just four episodes out, but it's called uh, Perfect Match. It said there's and... four more episodes coming out next week. I think it's like gonna, oh. they're going to release four episodes at a time. Yeah. Okay. Hosted by the incredible Nick Lashley. Uh... <laughs> He's like the Netflix... Uh... Dating show guy now because he was in yeah. one of their other dating shows with his wife. Remember, we watched the one where him yes. and his wife. I don't remember which one it was, but that's the thing is all these contestants in this show are also from other Netflix right. dating shows. So uh, there's uh, people from Lo- I've wrote it uh, down here. Okay, it's people from Love Is Blind, The Ultimatum, Too Hot to Handle, The Mole. Selling Tampa, I recognized someone from that. The Circle, never seen that. 20-something, uh, Austin, and Sexy Beast. I recognized uh, the lady from Sexy Beast. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you, you ask yourself, what is this? Well, that is a very good question. Uh, so they compete to be the best couples. Uh, and some it's of Love them, Island. Love Island. It is Love Island, but it's a little more complicated because, with a twist, right? Yes, because uh, if you are the best couple, you can rearrange other couples and with new people may, specifically, like with new people. Yeah, like you get a each time somebody wins a competition to become the best couple, they can bring in two people to take, 
to get on dates with two other housemates that are already in the house. If that mm-hmm. housemate, if they couple up, uh, just like in Love Island, they have to couple up, and whoever isn't coupled up at the end of the night, that's who gets booted off. Go, yeah, yeah. Right. Because they always bring in two new people, so there's always two extra people, and they alternate it between men and then women, which is different from Love Island in the sense that they do, like, the ceremony where they all stand up, and it's either the men or the mm-hmm. women get to pick. Where th- this one, I like the flow of it better because it feels more yes. like you're at, like you're watching people at a bar dating because they have to pick each other, and then... Uh, it's not like a, a weird, awkward ceremony. It's just, they, hey, you want to couple up? And then they decide, and then they go, and they go s- sleep in the same bed, right? So that part I really like about it, because I always feel like those ceremonies in Love Island are fucking awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say this. Uh, it's the best dating show I have ever seen in my entire life. It's not. But I really like this. I I I uh, I I think maybe it's because I knew so many of the people that has uh, uh, been on other things that I have seen. Uh, uh, but also the the strategy part of it, uh, especially for one couple that uh, kind of decides not to be a couple but just to be very like good at strategy. I mean. Oh, you some, some... you, you got to watch all the way to the end of the four episodes because something happens with those those two. But and yeah, every, that's oh. the that's the the strategy part is what makes it so much more interesting right. than Love Island. Also, because the thing about Love Island is at the end, it's voted by the public, and so you have to be really nice or e- either really nice or really like they the public doesn't want to see people who are just trying to uh, get by like just get by and like just right. uh, couple up just to couple up and not have any dr- they want to see the drama they want to see so the difference with this one is at the end they all vote and so they have no reason right. to try to look like the nice guy or anything they can backstab way more than you could backstab in Love Island because yeah. there's also like you said the the ability to change up couples or not really but you know send people on dates um right and not only but that I, yeah. you like yeah. you can break up with your own partner even though you're like yeah. the best couple. Like there's a lot of really interesting strategy elements to this. Yep. It's a I would say the best Netflix dating show. Uh it's better than The Circle. It's better than uh Too Hot to Handle, I think. Like this is yeah, one that it's better, yeah. that isn't weird or gross either. It just feels like a good uh, reality show. Like I watched every right. episode, and I was I'm I'm like I'm pretty hooked. I think. Yeah, I will give this a five. Actually, uh, I give it a six point five. To be honest. I wow. Was... Okay. Cool. I I've just seen two two episodes. Uh, so yeah, it gets three. Yeah, it gets crazier somehow. I don't know how that's possible, but cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Actually. They really try. Uh, they really try to like push them to be to backstab each other, which is, you know, that's mm. kind of what you want to see in a reality show. So, and there's like an actual way to win. That's also la- lacking yes. in a lot of reality yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Your turn. Is it my turn? Okay. Uh, not dead yet. Is that the last thing I saw? 
Yes, not dead That's yet. The last thing I, I I saw. So, not dead yet was on ABC. It's about a woman who gets a job as an obituary writer, which, mm-hmm. at least in my local newspaper, is like four sentences. It's not what they make it out in this show. She's doing like a whole page article about somebody. Which is that how it works in Norway? I don't know. Right. Okay. Like. It, here, the obituary is like a little tiny bit in the newspaper, but... Uh, yeah, it's tiny bit here. Well. Right, a little tiny blurb, not like a huge yeah. page write-up. Uh, but she's that's her job, and she it gets haunted by each person she's writing the obituary for and kind of has to help them to move along from being a ghost by writing about their past, finding out about their past. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, Jane from Jane the Virgin. Uh, I did not think I was going to like this because I thought it was going to be a sitcom. It is sitcomish, I guess. Uh, but I really, really like this look. Uh, I was surprised about the quality of this, to be to be honest, because. Uh, not only is it on ABC that I is not not that fucking known for being an amazing uh, channel, but uh, I I I'm not wasn't a big fan of of January. I I think it was okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but I will actually give this seven point five. I really really like this. Yeah, not only do you have the storyline with the ghost that changes each episode because it's a different obituary each episode, you also have the friendship dynamic that's happening with her and her friend, yeah. and then her friend is like beco- has become best friends with their boss, who is mm-hmm. not friends with her, uh, and they kind of have a rivalry there. This reminds me of Early Edition, that TV show from the 90s. Yes. Because, I mean, it's got, you know this whole uh, dynamic of, like, she can see the dead people she's writing about, where in early edition Mm. he's seeing the future of news before it happens. Yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, overall, I gave this a... I'm gonna give it a... I'll give it a six. Okay. Yeah, I liked it more than you. I thought it, it definitely can get a better score over time, but, you know, it's still a network TV comedy kind of thing, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, one of the last things that we saw together. Uh, that 90s show, episode 4, Rave. Mm-hmm. Jay and Leah are crushing on each other, but who will make the first move? Meanwhile, Ozzy's plans for the gang to go to a rave in Milwaukee backfires. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, the storyline mostly was just going to the rave and her... Trying, her trying to get him to ask her out, but him trying to get her to ask him out. You know, that was the main storyline. Like, most of these episodes yeah. will have two storylines, one with the parents and one with the kids. This was all just the kids, right? Yeah. I mean, what was yeah. the other storyline? I guess the one kid getting trapped, but that was all related back to the rave storyline because that's how the parents yeah. find them. So, you know, it's all one big storyline. Which is interesting for this show. It felt a little more 
like the original that '70s show to me. I really like this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually watched it twice this week. Uh, uh, I just uh, I really liked it. Uh, probably maybe my favorite episode so far. I think it was the best episode. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm biased because this one actually had some 90s rave, like, uh... <laughs> this is the first one that actually had some weird nostalgia, 90s nostalgia, right. where the other ones didn't uh, really feel well. that much nostalgic. <laughs> like, the only nostalgia yeah. bits was going to Blockbuster. That was a nostalgia right. bit. And then, but then, you know, in this one, they also talked about, what was the movie back... Batman and... Batman Forever... Which we mm. we looked up, and a few episodes ago they said it was 1994. This is all supposed to take place in the same summer, because she's just there yeah. for one summer. And uh, Batman Forever came out in 1995. Of course, that's just incredibly nitpicky of me to even notice that, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, why... You couldn't find anything that came out in 1993 for her to talk about? Or, you know... Right. Or 1994? Yeah. No. Four? yeah. Yeah, we're being very nitpicky, but uh, I really like this episode. I will give it a seven. Yeah, I think you're right. Seven. It was it was the best episode so far. It just as far yeah. as uh, feeling like the original. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Well, the last thing that we saw together, and holy moly, actually, I saw the whole thing. Uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, Fro didn't fall asleep halfway through, or or that one year you fell asleep right at the end, and you were like, oh, it, it's right. over, because one team yeah. was up by, like, a ton, and then there was, like, this huge comeback that Fro <laughs> slept through, and I had to be, like, the next day, uh, Fro, uh, yeah. <laughs> you missed but something yeah, exciting, uh, yeah. Uh, the Chiefs won uh, by a field goal. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of a um, controversy over that because apparently there was a bad... Oh, yeah. People say there was a bad call and that yeah. it was the deciding factor in the game. Um, we aren't big enough football fans to have noticed that at the time. No. We were just like, <laughs> wow, this this is an exciting game. It's so back and forth and so close. <laughs> We were like, we were very excited for this, but yeah, the Chiefs won over the Eagles. So I lo lost my $10 there, but other than that, it was kind of funny. And it was uh, a fun, fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who didn't like uh, the halftime show? Uh, let's talk about the halftime show. Was uh, Donald Trump. Uh, the former president continued attack his attacks on Rihanna, who wowed the crowd... Uh, at the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, here's what Trump posted on Truth Social. Epic fail. Rihanna gave, without question, the single worst halftime show in Super Bowl history. This after <laughs> insulting far more than half of our nation. I don't know what what that even means. Which is already in She had red on herself. Yeah, she maybe. She had red. Yeah. Oh, funny. here it is. After insulting... After insulting far more than half our nation, which is already in decline, with her foul and insulting language. So maybe she cussed in her songs or something? Also, so much for her stylist. I think that's what he's talking about, the red there. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was pregnant, so... Very. I, you know, 
her stylist probably was, you know, doing, you know, maternity type stuff. That's like what you do when you're pregnant. Um, mm -hmm. So for him to like make fun of her style is probably not a good move, but it's Trump. So he can, you know, nobody's, nobody's surprised that he said this crazy shit. I don't know. What'd you think of the halftime show? I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay plus. I'll call it. I mean, uh, nothing comes close to last year's. Uh, but uh, I was a little bit surprised. No special guests. Uh, that was the biggest disappointment to me was that there was no yeah. surprises because that's the big thing that I I don't really care about the musical bits. I mean, she's got a lot of. You know, really, like, most of the songs I knew, and I'm not even a big Rihanna song. Uh, right. R Rihanna fan, sorry. But uh, that just shows how popular a lot of her songs are. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, and it was like hit on hit on hit on, on hit. And she, that's one of the things that I liked, that there wasn't much space between. She just went from one song to the other, to the other, to the other. Doesn't that also it, kind of show that all of her songs sound similar, though, in a way? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can just, like, play them back-to-back -back without changing beat barely at all. Um, but the uh, one interesting thing from the show that came out on Twitter, at yeah. least, is the memes, because there were these elevating platforms going back and forth. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, Super Smash Bro memes of jumping. <laughs> I saw that. Or, like, yeah. uh, Mario Brother memes jumping on the platforms and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were a little bit slant because of uh, something else. What was that? Uh, the National Football League portrayed former NFL player Corporal Pat Tillman as a hero who died serving in Afghanistan, but many people took to social media afterwards to point out that they believed there was a glaring omission around the cause of Tillman's death. Uh, Tillman, who was drafted to the Arizona Cardinals in 98, enlisted in the Army in May 20, 2002 following the 9-11 attacks. Tillman served in Iraq, where, uh, and then he was deployed to Afghanistan, where he was killed in action. The Pentagon mm -hmm. initially said that he was killed by enemy forces, but weeks later it was reported that he was gunned down by fellow rangers, according to Associated Press. This was uh, reported in 2007. The medical examiners were suspicious about the cl close proximity of three bullet holes in his forehead and urged authorities mm -hmm. to investigate whether it was a crime. Medical examiners were unsuccessful in their attempts for them to, to look into it as a, uh, as a, you know, a murder. Uh, according to reports in 2017 by The Intercept, Tillman told his brother and their friend that he thought the invasion of Iraq was a subsequent op occupation were fucking illegal, in quotes. So he was anti-war also. Uh, they di So they didn't mention that he was killed by friendly fire, possibly murdered by his own people. Um, but also, they were using it as, like, a pro-war thing. Like, look at how great he is. A, he was such a great soldier. He died for his country. Well, he died being killed by, by his, own, uh, his own people. And the government then tried to cover it up. 
And not only that, he was anti outspokenly anti-war. So the whole thing mm -hmm. of them using this dead man and like parading him out when he and then using using his name to promote the, the very opposite values that he believed in is like really, really gross. So. Well, uh, let's talk about the most important thing about uh, the night, the commercials, Luke. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the movies. Uh, there was the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, um, mm -hmm. new movie coming out, new Indiana Jones trailer. That I don't know. What do you think of those two Guardians? I'm not interested in. So you can go. I mean, you're more interested. I mean, in... I'm 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 more interested in Guardians three than you. But I mean, uh, Guardians two was bad. So I hope Guardians two is better. I haven't seen any of the movies, so. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, Indiana Jones, I, the track record in the last Indiana Jones movies is not good. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> going to be surprised if this one is also bad. The trailer doesn't look terrible, though. No, it doesn't look. Uh, Dial of the De Destiny sounds fucking stupid, but okay. 65 trailer this uh this is the, yep. like, the actual trailer that came out because there was a teaser yeah it looks this was the best trailer for sure of the night um, oh definitely movie trailer yeah and then we had regular commercials uh anything you want to start with specifically uh i really want uh gm uh and general Mot uh, general motors and netflix working together uh that was maybe one of my favorites but it was a uh, uh, product uh, placement. Uh, he goes uh, into uh, everything from Army to the Dead, to Love is Blind, to Quarry, to Bridgerton, to, of course, Stranger Things. That was fun. Yeah, I, there was a Maya Rudolph M&M's commercial where one of the <laughs> M&M's gets kidnapped or something, and then yeah, they say they're going to... Yeah introduce a clam flavored M&M. This is all kind of in reaction to the right wing getting mad about them changing the brand, the the yeah. what, the mascots, that's what it's called. Um, that was probably the best commercial to me. I guess there was also there was a good Will Ferrell commercial where he's driving around with a zombie in his truck for a car company. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the Binky Dad commercial. There was like a car commercial Binky for Binky Dad. Yeah, that was that, good. Th this, that was pretty funny. What else? Premature electrification oh, was a good yeah, one. Yes, yes. I was uh, and I was going to say the bear commercial that wasn't for the right bear. That was really good. Oh yeah, Blue Moon. It, it was like yes. It seemed like a Budweiser chorus commercial, and then at the end, it was actually yeah. Blue Moon. That was a good like misdirection kind of thing. And then yeah. there was just a commercial for Jesus. That it was just yes, not for the church of any specific <laughs> denomination or no, anything. No, it was just a commercial just for, for Jesus. Jesus. Elon <laughs> and Rupert Murdoch were sitting together. We didn't mention that before. Yeah, um, everybody kind of was like, "Oh wow, that's what a good look there, guy." Uh, <laughs> And then what else? I think that's pretty much it for. Oh, there was the Ben Stiller Pepsi commercial with, and there there was oh, like yeah. a Steve Martin Pe Pepsi fun. commercial. Those were all those were all pretty good. Yeah. 
Hey, look, uh, if you don't want to see a thousand TV shows or watch the football match, you should go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. You get a 30 day, day tri trial. That was hard to say today of Audible. Uh, yeah, and you get one credit that you can use on uh, good books like uh, Princess of Dorsa, The Chronicles of Dorsa, book one that I'm reading right now. Uh, it's a sci-fi kind of thing. Uh, and uh, many, many, many other books. So go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. Eurovision, Eurovision week, uh, or some songs that came out this week, probably, right? Yeah, Eurovision songs. Oh, seven, seven or, yeah, I think it was seven countries came out with their songs this week. Okay, we got three here, starting with mm -hmm. Latvia, is that where we're starting? Yeah. Yeah, uh, with Aria with Sudden Lights. What did you think about this? Uh, I thought... It was decent. I thought all these songs were pretty good. I didn't think any of these songs this week were uh, were bad. bad. Yeah, I thought all yeah, of these I, have I like, a pretty good chance of moving on. Um, oh, yeah. This one, I really liked the opening bit with like the techno parts, but then the later, yeah. later parts of it I was not a huge fan of. The main singer it eerily looks like a young Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's really yeah. kind of creepy how much he yeah. looks like him. <laughs> I do agree. And the music style, I, I wouldn't say is like Jack White, but uh, no, no, no. It's oh, a little more pop, poppy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I really like uh, Latvia this year. Uh, I do agree that uh, I think maybe the song's best qualities is in the beginning. Um, it's not my favorite of the three that we will talk about. No, but I I really liked it though. I I did I did think it were, it has a good quality over it. It's it's not a Eurovision song by any means, and I think that's kind of what helps it as well. It's not very Eurovisiony. Would you agree to that? It just feels like a song that these this group of guys made, and then it became a Eurovision song instead of like right, it, yeah. yeah. But also, I didn't. It had a really weak ending though, because like it felt yeah. like a song that was meant to be in an album, and then followed up by another, or you know, felt like a song that was meant to be directly followed up by another song, even if you're playing it live. So when it ended, right. it just like abruptly and just randomly ended, which is going to be really weird at Eurovision, you know, um, if it gets yeah. there, I guess. I think it probably will. I'd give this song a 7. i give it a 6.5. A little bit repetitive towards the end. The beginning half of it's definitely stronger than the second half of it, but really good. Mm -hmm. All right. Spain. Spain? Uh, uh, that is Blanca Paloma with E-A-E-A. E-A. It's in the game. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, this uh, had a very, also very good beginning, I think. Very ethnic beginning. Very, like... Well, the whole thing is... Uh, it's 
what it it must be in Spanish, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, it's it's very uh, female vocal centric. Like, uh, it's really well done. The performance is really like well choreographed as well. Uh, it's yes. gonna look really good on stage. There's that. Yes. It's a yes. L- little bit uh, normal. I don't know. Uh, as far as do you think so? Song, really? As far as like the vocals go and stuff like that, but the. Stage hmm. performance is really what is the most interesting part of it. Yeah. I will really like their stage performance. I think Blanc Paloma has a fucking interesting voice. And I I think her like kind of like uh it's it's almost not not even like singing, but it's like wait wait like it's it's kind of that kind of singing. It's very, it's very like uh, Spanish. This couldn't be any other country. Sure, yeah. Do I you get understand that. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of has this Spanish flair of it, and it also has like like so some like tango rhythms that I like. Yeah, I really this is this is my favorite song of uh, the three. I thought. The, everything around her, it, it, there's so much happening that she feels a, almost a little bit out of place, or uh, like, mm. like she doesn't. Everything else stands out more than her, and she should be the one that's like standing out. If that makes sense, uh, maybe it's because of the next song, yeah. and the next song is their like outfits and their like stage presence is so unique mm-hmm. compared to this, mm. where you know I've seen a lot of female vocalists do the same kind of uh, walk up and down the stage and uh, there's nothing super special about her stage performance. The song's good and I like all the backup uh, accompaniment. Uh, so I'd give this a right. 5.5. I gave this a 7.5. Well, d- hey, do you like rap? <laughs> do, you, do you also like kind of Eastern melodies. Well, then you're going to love Vesna with My Sister's Crown from what country? Czech Republic, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. This, this was fucking amazing. Uh, the rap maybe was like the low point for me, to be honest. But I, right. I, the main female vocalist, there's three women in this group. The main uh, one in the red, she's like really amazing but i yeah the thing i really like most about this is it's kind of experimental it's they change tempo mid-song they change from being uh a ballad type melody to all of a sudden she's rapping and then we have the other woman who has a whole different style it's eclectic i guess is a good word for it that's yeah why i think this was my favorite this week and also why i think it has such a good chance of doing well is because this one's oh, this visually appealing. Do, yeah. It, this will do amazing. It stands out as something different. Yeah. Where like like I said, the Spanish one, it doesn't quite stand out as something different to me. Where this but like maybe maybe I'm comparing them against each other a little bit. Uh yeah, no, I think this will definitely stand out. My favorite thing is actually the the rap part. I really like the rap part. 
uh, especially because it wasn't in, in English. Yeah, uh, it just so felt like it didn't quite. Uh, her tempo was off a little bit t- to the to the beat, uh, but maybe that's mm-hmm. just this performance, you know. Because so maybe it'll change in in the actual Eurovision. But uh, yeah, no, I give this a seven point five as well. Uh, yeah, I give it a seven point five. Cool. Just a little bit better than that first song, yeah. Next week, we're, we'll talk about the winners of uh, Eurovision, uh, according to me. Uh, so, let's wait for that for next week. Okay, whatever that's a, that means. That, that's, a good, that's a good tease, right? Sure. Yeah. According to you, but what about, like, according the odds? There's, there are, like, odds. <laughs> so According to me, the winners of Eurovision... Uh, okay, I've seen a movie or two. Uh, I saw Beast with... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Idris Elba? Idris Elba. Idris Elba, thank you. Uh, can I spoil a movie that has been out this long? It hasn't been out long enough to spoil it. Okay. Yeah. But... Uh, can I just say that the ending made absolutely no fucking sense? The whole concept of it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's, I, I... I just... I, this movie... I mean, it's... It's a... It's a... It's just Jaws that, in the savannah, is what it is. So if you recognize that it's just Jaws in the Savannah, then you can accept that like sharks don't actually hunt people down, right? So that once you you have to get right. past that and then accept everything else. I, I didn't like this movie. I really did not like this movie. It just it's non nonsense. Absolutely no nonsense. I gave it a three. It's entertaining enough. I didn't think it was that bad, uh, but it wasn't great, yeah. Um, the only thing I saw this week was Teen Wolf the movie, um, <laughs> which I went into and I was like... Go Look, ahead. Guess what? What? I watched this just because you watched it. <laughs> okay. I think I even yeah. said there's no reason to watch this movie, but okay. There's absolutely no fucking reason to see this movie but i had to i i i i'm such a huge fan of the tv show he said and not ever seen a single episode i've probably seen an episode at some point of teen wolf <laughs> the tv show not because there was a movie in like the 80s that was called teen wolf this right. is not based off that but it is loosely no. based off of the, the TV show is loosely based off that concept, but it goes off in a whole crazy direction, apparently, because there's, like, <laughs> sirens in this and hellhounds and, like, all, like, it's not just werewolves anymore in this. Uh, I remember the main character, the guy, um, uh, Tyler Hochul, who's in this, who the right. main character from the yeah. TV show. I remember him. The thing about, about this Teen Wolf, the movie, is it's based off of a TV show that came out and ran its course, and the reason that TV right. show ran its course is because 
these people grew Everybody up. Everybody got old. And they're no yeah. longer teens, which is in the show's title, Teen Wolf. Right. But this movie is also called Teen Wolf, but it's got all the cast from that TV show who are not teens. And so <laughs> there's one teen in the entire show, and the rest of them are like... 30-year-old people. 30, 40-year-old people. Right, and so it's really strange. I went into it not knowing that it was going to be based off of a TV show, so until, I don't know, halfway through, I probably noticed, oh, they're referencing something (laughs) to something else, and then I I looked up, oh, it's based based on a TV show. Okay. Um, I had had such a blast with this movie. I, for all the wrong reasons... Don't give me it. Don't, don't, don't think this is a good movie by any chance because it's it's a terrible movie. But but I had so much fun watching this, knowing absolutely nothing about the lore, knowing nothing about. And you definitely need to. Know, you definitely need to know. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like I'm not saying that. Like because it's very important that you've watched the it's entire. So Entire series from front to back, <laughs> otherwise you will not understand anything that's happening. But that's also I understood absolutely nothing. There were just these characters nothing. that came out of nowhere and had these superpowers that you're like, what? What? <laughs> they just called up They just called up a hellhound? Okay, sure. Oh. Gosh, I had so much fun watching but this. Th- it, it was way too long, number one. But the whole purpose yes. of this movie is to reboot the series because, like, yes. they're, the one teen that the is ending. in this... Jesus Christ. The one the teen that is in this, he is <laughs> trying to become a werewolf, but because his dad's a werewolf, so he should be able to... But we find out he has some trauma <sighs> from seeing his dad turn into a werewolf in the past, and so... So that's why he's not turning into right. a werewolf. Yeah, it makes absolutely zero fucking sense but the, whatsoever. Clearly from this movie, the point of it was to <laughs> reboot the series with this other teen because all the rest of the oh. cast got too old. So more than likely, we're going to see a Teen Wolf TV show reboot with this younger teen. Younger with younger, guy, yeah, yeah. younger uh, werewolf. Yeah, so... That was the whole point of the movie. It was more of a way to reboot the series than to actually make a film. So I gave it a two. I gave it a one point five. <coughs> All right, that was the only movie right. I saw. Uh, anything else you saw? Nope. All right, let's talk about Alec Baldwin again. Um, Again, yeah. Attorneys for Alec Baldwin alleged Friday that New Mexico prosecutors committed a basic legal error when they charged him with a five-year gun enhancement that did not apply at the time of the rush shooting. In a motion, Baldwin's lawyers asked for the judge to throw out the enhancement as a violation of the Constitution's ex post facto clause. Uh, I don't know yet whether or not she has said... Have you? I haven't heard anything about whether or not they're gonna allow that, but that's what's going on. Uh, he's being charged with at least five years right now if they don't drop that. So, hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, Connie West and I have never heard of this woman. Bianca Sensori got married. What the fuck? 
Uh, yeah, over the years, Connie West has managed to shock the public on a number of occasions, but he truly took people by surprise early this year yeah. when he was spotted with a mystery blonde. Uh, the two reportedly tied the knot at the top of the year, and in the time since, little information has been made available on the circumstances around their nuptials. However, an insider report has now provided some alleged details of the unexpected wedding. The report included the rapper's apparent efforts to keep his ex-wife out of the loop. So, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. Why? I just didn't want her... Uh, trying to break up the wedding or trying to, like, do anything crazy, I guess, maybe? She, she, but she wouldn't. She doesn't want anything to do with him. I don't know. She might call up Bianca and be like, hey, you know you're marrying an anti-Semite. <laughs> Semite. <laughs> do you watch TV by any chance, or...? <laughs> no? You don't? Okay. Uh, right, because, I, I mean, how else does she not know? Or maybe, maybe she believes that stuff, too. I don't know. Well, it's not a, as sad as Machine uh, Gun Kelly being single again, so I guess... Oh well, yeah, that, I, I had that okay. on my list of things to talk about. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it again in the Jeremy round, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, do you like uh, a lot of concentration? Concentration? Uh, no, I, I'm not great at it. Me neither. Maybe we should watch a movie about it. Well, we could, or we could watch a movie called Consecration, uh, and we'll watch a trailer for that. Consecration. Rated R. R. But it's a green Rated band R. trailer, so I'm not going to be crazy, violent, or anything. Shudder and IFC. Mm. I've come to bring the transparency to this tragedy. Oh, I love him. Before he fell into darkness, he was much. Hey, it looks familiar. Fell into darkness. You saw my brother kill himself. The eyes of God are on us all. This is the ultimate confession. The nuts. They stand here and for every sin committed. They take a step back. The more steps they took, they fell to their death. God, God. Hmm. Okay. We live a disciplined life here. Contained. Cleansed. Purified. <laughs> Mother says we must first remove the filth from them. You're a woman. Science. Okay. What is it you see? Eye for an eye, probably. My brother was badly hurt mm -hmm. before he fell. I think he discovered something that he was afraid of. Oh. Is it a ghost movie? I figured it was just... It looks like a creepy cult movie more than anything. Mm-hmm. I'm here when I have dark thoughts. I think I might be a really bad person. Mm. Hey, mm. All lying. What is it that you think you know? That's pushing. Um. 
Well, it's a good trailer. Yeah, it's really a good trailer. Doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie, but... Well, that's uh, a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about, Luke? After the suspicious death of her brother, a priest, Grace, travels to Mount Savior Covenant in Scotland to find out what really happened. Once there, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about her own past. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Metacritic, and 61% of Google users liked it. Not great scores. Not very good scores at all. I went to the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh... Got a four and a half star by Randy. Uh, I took a chance on this movie. It was much better than I expected to be. Overall, well-acted B-horror flick with a satisfying ending. Uh, then Sam gave it three stars. Said good plot, broadly speaking. But uh, execution was superb. Too much emphasis on red herrings. And not enough logic to make it rewatchable. The second viewing would leave you frustrated with plot holes and gaps in sense. Okay, because uh, Pochino Lauren 13 from IMDb says 8 out of 10. Not scary, but spooky and well written. It is mar- marketed as a horror movie, but I think it's more of a lean, tightly written mystery with horror elements. The clues are so densely packed, I couldn't leave to get a soda refill for the fear of missing some key plot point in the story. Uh, Jenna Malone is always, as always, though her accent is a bit shaky in places, um, and Janet Susanna is a standout as Mother Superior. Uh, Other reviews have commented that too much of the mystery is given away early. I disagree. I could see the general direction it was going, but it still surprised me uh, at the reveal. So... Um, mm. but Film Fanatic 2023-11 says, you know, 3 out of 10, mm, th- uh, f- this horror film directed by Christopher Smith fails to live up to its promising opening sequence. Um, the rest of the film lacks invigoration and simply recycles spooky Catholic horror themes without adding any originality, uh, to the subgenre, so... Well, uh, also coming out is Seriously Red, uh, fired from her real estate job. Red pursues her dream of becoming the world's greatest dollar partner in Personator. That's also something. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's random. Uh, uh, When her act uh, attracted attention of Amherst Elvis in Personator, a powerful booking agent. She soon gets kept pulled into the top of a tire of copycat uh, performers, becoming uh, the onstage and romantic partner of the top Kenny Roger impersonator. Okay, this sounds a little funny at least. Yeah. But it has only 5.2 on IMDb out of 10. 
46% on Rotten Tomato, 57 on Metacritic, and 68% of Google users like this movie. So, yeah, that no. seems like a an acquired taste. I think you have to like like impersonators or something. But nine to five. Uh, let's see. What is this called? I thought it was called oh the, the blue caftan, or and this one is called la blue de caftan. Uh, Hal Hallam and Mini Mini Mina run a traditional caftan store in one of Morocco's oldest medinas in order to keep up with demand. Uh, they must hire a talented young man as man as an apprentice. Mina slowly realized just how much her husband is moved by his presence. Hmm. Okay. Ninety-two percent mm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. Eighty-five percent on Metacritic. Eighty percent of Google users liked it. Uh. Yeah. She came from the woods. That sounds like a generic horror title. If I have heard any. Uh, in 1987, the last night of summer camp, of course, uh, a group of counselors accidentally unleashed a decade old evil. Jesus Christ. Uh, as the situation turns bloody, they are forced to decide uh, what stories are worth telling and what secrets are worth keeping. Directed by Eric Blomquist. Sorry, it sounds so fucking generic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds so generic. Yeah, definitely Five, never seen this movie before. Never. Yeah. Uh, 5.3 out of 10. 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whooping 24% on Fandango look. And 75% of Google users like this movie, so... 67% yeah. is better than some of the other movies we just talked about, though. Uh, 75, I said. Oh, okay. Uh, Hanahaha. Hanahaha. I, a young woman's life gets shaken up when her brother pays a visit. That's the entire description. <laughs> That's um, the premise. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. This has Betsy Brown and Hannah Lee Thompson in it. I think Consecration is probably the one I want to see the most. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. I mean, none of the rest yeah. of these. She Came From the Woods, like, looks super generic, and it probably yeah. would be my number two. Or maybe Seriously Red, that could be funny, but it also just kind of looks uh, low budget. Low budget indeed. Uh, what is not a uh, low budget, uh, but very high budget, is uh, the podcast you're going to listen to next week. The same podcast that as you're listening to right now, actually. We will talk news of the week, TV and movies of the week, Eurovision, uh, my winners of Eurovision, intent. Uh, another digital review of Emily. Let me guess. It's about a girl called Je Emily. Uh, it's got to be a horror movie, right? A little, probably little yeah. girl who's a murderous, murderous little girl. Yeah. Or like creepy little doll, maybe named Emily. Something like that. Maybe. Well, uh, four oh three forbidden. Uh, uh, it gives me when I click the next thing. So why don't you take it? me through it uh yeah i there's a reason we don't have this in the main news but maybe we'll have it in there next week if this actually happens but mo mostly because well 
It says here, a first batcher's names belonging to associates and deceased sex offenders and financier Jeffrey Epstein will reportedly be released soon. In coming months, documents containing the names of associates, victims, and employees of Epstein will be unsealed, according to the Daily Mail. So that's why. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Daily Mail. Not really credible, but this is. I'm reading this off of uh, ABC 7. Uh, so th this is coming from, you know, a m more reputable, but they're basing their reporting off of Daily Mail. So. Uh, and a declaration filed Wednesday says the documents will reportedly refer to alleged perpetrators and accusations of serious wrongdoing by certain individuals in the claim. Um, the documents were sealed when Epsi died, according to the Daily Mail report. The documents were reportedly used in defamation case against Gisley Maxwell in 2015. Some associates set the identify, set to be identified in the new batch of information have passed away. Other identities belong to victims of Epstein and other Others are described as law enforcement officers, in quotes. So, hmm. we'll see if that comes true, uh, you know. But it's Daily Mail, so grain of salt, as they say. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really watch anything on YouTube this week. I've been occupied with other things. Um, let's see... Uh, Will and Jim watch. They started Love Island uh, last Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that if you want to go watch that. Fun. I'm sure tomorrow they'll probably come out the with the first one. The next week. Oh, you did see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always fun. Um, the only reason I know how Love Island even works is because of those two guys. <laughs> Trump got back on Facebook and Instagram apparently, which had kicked him off. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, the Megan Fox MGK thing. That's what we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, according to things I have read, he was unfaithful. I think what the specul... Well, she wrote, like, a post on Instagram that kind of insinuated in a way that um, made it seem like... I think it was, like, a lyric to a song, and the, that song mm. is talking about a boyfriend being unfaithful. So people... Mm -hmm. That's the... That's the most confirmation we have of that. But she did delete, like, all the pictures of them together off of her Instagram, so that's pretty good indication that they're not together anymore. <laughs> uh, they were a weird couple. I don't know. Some people are like, was Megan Fox always that weird? Or did MGK, like, bring it... Like, did she, like, right. prick up the weird from NGK? Like, is she going to, like, revert back to being not weird now that she's not with him anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, they are... Uh, I wouldn't say they were a cute couple because I didn't think they were a cute couple. I thought they matched each other's energy. I'll say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, not that they were a great couple or anything, but, yeah. Drinking blood from each other and things like that, yeah. Totally normal couple. Let's see, what else did I have here? AMC setting seat prices. We didn't talk about that last week, but AMC is like... Oh, yeah, for the best seats. In, they're going to charge in more for good seats and less for bad seats, which yeah. uh, seems like a terrible idea to me when your business is already failing. And like, But I, I, what I'm to understand is it's... 
there's assigned seating in, in some theaters already, but it's not like a uh, charge per <clears throat> by seat or whatever. Like you would in Norway, we have in assigned seating. In yeah, but fucking do cinema. you get do you get is there like a better seat price? You know what I mean? No. Because that's like, this. I would compare it to like going yes. to a baseball game or a football game or like a concert where like, you know, yeah. floor seats are going to cost a lot more than the, the balcony. You know what I mean? That's what they're, that's what they're going for is like that kind of model. And that just seems stupid. Uh, let's see. What else? I, think that's I don't it. think oh. it will work. I think people will spend like what the, like what's the best seat, seat in a theater right in the middle of the theater, like what you know what I mean? There aren't really any uh, bad seats except for right up in the front row. Right, right in the front front row. I have probably talked to you about this before, but the only movie that I saw in, in like the first row and it made me seasick was The Perfect Storm. Oh man, yeah, okay. <laughs> when I was really young, I loved like when you're. I don't know if you like doing it when you were re when I was really young, you know, below ten or like around ten years old. I loved sitting mm -hmm. in the front. My parents would sit a few rows back, and I would sit in the very front row. And there was never anybody up there, so I was like, I had a whole row to myself, and I was like, right, like you can't. When you're sitting in the front row, you literally can't see anything but the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I want to sit in the back. I want to sit. Uh, uh, I want if let's say there's twelve rows. Mm -hmm. I, will, I want I want to sit in like uh, around ten somewhere. I don't mind being all the way in the back because then there's nobody behind you. Yeah, and then you literally, if you needed to, could use your phone and not like bother anybody. As long yeah. as you're like there's nobody like right next to you or whatever. I I just think the concept is dumb when you're already. People are already, you're already struggling to get people to go to the theater, and now you're making it more complicated for them to buy tickets, right? Like, think about this, yeah. you're like, man, we could, like, watch a movie in, in tonight and, like, just make some popcorn or whatever, or we could go to the movies. What do you think, dear? And they're like, all right, well, let's go see what's <laughs> playing on the computer. Boop, 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 boop. And they go to the website, right. and they're like, all right, let's buy tickets, and then they go into the thing, and it's, like, this complicated, like, uh, tier list of what, and they're like, fuck, this is so complicated. Just watch a movie here. This is stupid. You know, this, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. They're discouraging people whether they know it or not. Let's Netflix and chill instead. Yeah. Right. Or nowadays it's like HBO yeah. Max and spend all our money. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess the last thing spend all money. I, I saw was the Logan Paul uh, figures the universe out. Did you see that? No. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. Uh, oh no. Did you have anything else? No, no, I'm 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 dumb. Okay. Uh, yeah. Logan Paul figuring out the universe sounds terrible though. Here we go. I found it I I got it on Know Your Meme, which is actually strangely enough most of the time a really good resource and I don't know why that is. <laughs> Okay, let's see. So Logan you're going to want to go down. Out, okay. Just scroll down to the first Logan Paul tweet, and then we can look at the... the um... <laughs> so he's got, like, it's like a... F 
It's like a <laughs> scribbled out notebook or a scribbles in a notebook of him like some kind of okay. rantings and ravings. Off. Yeah. Okay. Eight is a concept. Doesn't no, that's infinity. Exist? Infinity is eight. Oh, eight. Right. oh yeah. yeah. Infinity is a concept. Does doesn't exist in the natural universe. Okay. Spare slash circle is like god shape. Celestial bodies, okay. Universe is likely finite. Finite. I think you mean finite. Okay. Uh, Three contain two spherical. Oh, no, that's an and. He does does the weird and symbol. It says, universe is likely finite and contained and spherical. And then he has like a picture of a sphere, just in case you didn't know what a sphere was. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Time is like infinite question mark. Time. Okay. I think that it's an arrow, so I think he's saying time is time infinite. Okay. Eventually, all stars will die. Hashtag or is like more <laughs> more light. If there aren't what any the stars, fuck? there won't be any light. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I guess so. If universe is contained, has an end, can we assume apple in a box theory? Question mark. I have never heard of apple in a box theory, but it has something to do with the concept of infinity. What I heard is it's like uh, if you leave a apple in a box long enough, it'll go mm-hmm. through like every state of matter and then come back to being an apple if inf- if it has an infinite timeline. I guess. Right. Point care is no point cure point point cure reoccurrence point cure reoccurrence. I don't know what that means. Yeah, when everything is dead and dust and becomes a dense collection of matter, be gravity. <laughs> I think he say I think that's BC maybe, and he's saying because of gravity. Oh, because of gravity. And then it says okay. black holes everywhere, and it's a picture of a black yeah. hole. Universe essentially collapse on itself. Hi. Des- destiny, question mark? High density and temperature, I think this is what that says. Oh, oh okay. Big Bang! <laughs> okay. Universe repeats, life is a cycle, we became the apple again. Okay. Like I was saying with the infinite thing, right? You're right. Conclusion, nothing matters except the time we have now and each other. Love, a force of attraction similar to gravity? Question what? <laughs> or... Dot, 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 yes, dot. that's okay. what love is, is just like gravity. Yes. Uh, black holes slash wormholes, uh, arrows to laws of physics no longer apply. Uh, infinity exists? Question mark. Multiverse. Just randomly. Just, just r- yes. multiverse. No real right. explanation to that one. <laughs> but who, what created, and why? God. Jesus Christ almighty. This was definitely like an acid trip. <laughs> like, I remember doing stuff like this when I was on drugs. 
in college and high school. <laughs> like writing out, know. like all trying to write out all of the things you're thinking when you're on mushrooms. It's like fucking impossible because uh, uh, your brain's like going I'm, a thousand miles an hour. I love Do- uh, Dolan uh, Dark's uh, uh, answer. Ah, <laughs> oh, sweet a schizo threat. <laughs> Oh, well, well. At least Logan Paul has found out the secret. I like r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. There's a lot of people writing that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's very much what this is giving energy of. (laughs) Uh, Nothing matters except the time we have now and each other. Some scammer dude. Uh, well, I think we should end it with Logan Paul's uh, amazing. I mean, we've keep, we figured out there. the universe, so we can just move on yeah. from trying to ever like contemplate anything ever again. So, I I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.